He said, Christy, people judge you because they don't know your story. And I'm like, why do I have to keep bringing up old stuff? Why do I have to keep, keep, keep kicking up dust to get people to understand that I've been where you are right now? A lot of my message, I only teach what I am. I, I, I left my career in 2012 crazy, started a business crazier, finally burned out about 18 months later, burned through all my money. Shit, what I didn't do, I didn't stop to focus on my mindset. I was isolated in my brother's house for three and a half years with no money, no nothing. I made more money when I was 14. I was like, no, I'm not gonna let you make no money because I needed to heal. And once I started to heal and gave myself permission to take care of myself and stop reading these books about other people and stop studying stuff that had nothing to do with me. And I started to look in the mirror at who I was and, and the mess that I created of my life and the unwillingness to slow down to address it. It's not worth it, y'all, to lose all your mind on level. I mean, if we're born with 100 marbles at birth, I had two left. <laughs> all right, welcome, 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 everyone, to Money Loves Happy People. I'm your host, Christy Rutherford. I am the woman who has everything but can find nothing. <laughs> Call me that. My goodness. So today, I want to talk about you got to get up, sis. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. We're just going to jump right into it. So if you missed the beginning of this or if you're, if you're coming in on the end, well, I guess we're not there yet. You got to watch the replay. But let me tell y'all something. You have got to get up. I've been talking to a lot of women over the past couple of weeks, and um, it's been interesting. And in 2020... I started talking about the need for personal development and the need for strengthening your mind and the need for to 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 not study subjects. Y'all got to stop getting these degrees and start studying yourself. And in 2020, there are women who were like, yes, I'm going to take action. And then there are women who stuck their head in the dirt waiting for better times. There were women who said, yes, it's me. I'm crazy. I'm the problem. And then there were women who put their head in the dirt, hoping for better times, wishing that COVID will go away, knowing that troubles can't last always. Well, let me tell you something. They ASSs, ESs are in trouble today. I'm getting chills. I didn't put up my sound um, absorber, so I ain't be yelling at y'all today. But y'all in trouble. Y'all in trouble. It's y'all. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. And and the, the problem is now you have this whole thing where people are talking about adult autism. That's for the women who were in 2020 who got two master's degrees, chose to do nothing for themselves or for their mindset to strengthen their mind, not even work out. And now you're like claiming, waiting and claiming a medical condition to explain why you're on the bottom. And did we ever hear of adult autism before 2020? I don't, I don't remember. Did we ever hear about high functioning depression and high functioning anxiety? This lady told me the other day she had post-traumatic menstrual syndrome, something crazy. Like it was, Something traumatic, PMDD, post-menstrual, I don't know, disorder. I was like, get the F out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? They just made that up. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is where I wasn't supposed to be going with this conversation. So let me back up. Let me back up and let me act like I got some sense. But the insanity of it is like you're looking for a reason to explain for why you're on the bottom. And the only reason, ladies, why you're on the bottom is because you're not doing anything to get up. You're not doing anything to strengthen your mind. You're not doing anything to strengthen your body. You're doing nothing, nothing, but waiting for better times. Now you inhale, and now you don't know how to get up. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of information on how to get up. And I do want to give a little bit of backstory. And I want everybody to breathe. Go grab your coffee. Because we're going to be in for, for about 30 minutes. But 
You know, I am not a mental health counselor, nor do I claim to be one, nor do I play one on TV. But my boy was talking a couple weeks ago and, and, you know, I got my cousins coming for me on Instagram because they don't like some of the stuff that I say, which is okay. I forgive y'all. And he said, Christy, people judge you because they don't know your story. And I'm like, why do I have to keep bringing up old stuff? Why do I have to keep, keep, keep kicking up dust to get people to understand that I've been where you are right now, been there, done that. And, and a lot of my message, I only teach what I am. And so I, I, I left my career in 2012, crazy, started a business, crazier, finally burned out about 18 months later, burned through all my money, all of it, all my riot already cash it all in my gold, my stocks, my this, because I was chasing on entrepreneurship. But what I didn't do, I didn't stop to focus on my mindset and I did not because I needed the money. I left my six figure career on fire, crazy, and I needed the money. I needed to restore my money. I wasn't worried about my peace. I wasn't worried about my thicker than a snicker physical health. I wasn't worried about my mindset. If I could just get the money is what I thought. If I could just make this business work, if I could just get these people to buy from me, then, then I'll focus on my mindset. But let me tell y'all something. When I finally lost my mind, finally, and turned into ashes and dust, I lost all the money after that. Now I'm incapable of making money. <laughs> right? Like, once I finally lost it all, when I, lost, when I lost my mind, the rest of the little pennies that I had followed that, and I, I was incapable mentally of making more money. So... And it took three and a half years to get my mind back, to get all my marbles back. And it took me seven years to restore myself financially. And so the information that I want to share with y'all and the information that I talk about and everything that I talk about, some people like it, some people love it. Thank you. Uh, and some people don't. That's okay. Cause I'm not talking to you, but it's like, I'm, I'm telling you what I am and, and I can only share what I am and what I've done. And it's not worth it, y'all, to lose all your mind, all of it. I mean, we're born with 100 marbles at birth. I had two left. <laughs> and if I lost them, two, I would have just died. And so I've been where you are. I was isolated in my brother's house for three and a half years with no money, no nothing. No, I made more money when I was 14. I was incapable of making money. And for a larger part, to come into alignment with my destiny, God was like, no, I'm not going to let you make no money because I needed to heal. And once I started to heal and gave myself permission to take care of myself and stop reading these books about other people and stop studying stuff that had nothing to do with me. And I started to look in the mirror at who I was and, and the mess that I created of my life and the unwillingness to slow down to address it. The sheer terror of stopping long enough to look in the mirror as a high achiever and to be like, my God, what have I done? The sheer terror of looking in the mirror and owning my stuff and realize that I burned through my good childbearing years. I'm great. I'm, I'm good without the kids, but, you know, chasing success and, and, and proving people wrong that I spent the better part of my young adult life in pain, proving people wrong at work and my family and the people in school. So it started long before I got to my job. And so the three things that I want to share with y'all today, we're going to get to it. Number one, take responsibility. You got to take responsibility for where you are. I talked to this lady recently. She was like, Christy, I feel like I'm in a kayak in the middle of the ocean. I said, well, you better put your arms in the water and start rowing. <laughs> Nobody's coming to get you. Hey, sis, sis. Nobody's coming to get you. Nobody's responsible for getting you. And three, you better start rowing and save yourself. And then she found a medical condition to claim. And hold on to for why she losing. I couldn't believe it, right? And that's her story. She's going to stick to it. And so she'll take medication and she'll claim to have a mental disability simply because she was unwilling 
to look in the mirror and own who she was. So Napoleon Hill has a quote, my favorite quote. Y'all gonna hear me quote it a lot. He said, if I had the courage, if I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself as I truly am, not who I pretend to be, not who I want other people to see I am, not who I smile on the ground when I take a selfie and then growl right after that and hope that other people can see I'm lying. But if I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself as I truly am, then I will find out whether what is wrong with me and fix it as opposed to building alibis to cover my misfortunes. If I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself, Christy Rutherford, insert your name, as I truly am, woo! then I will find out what is wrong with me and fix it as opposed to building alibis to cover my misfortunes. So you got to take responsibility because the truth shall set you free. It's in the Bible. <laughs> hey, the truth is incontrovertible. And a part of it is, ladies, and I, I know we got some men watching. It's like, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be crazy. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. God must have knew we was going to get messed up. <laughs> be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to renew it. We've been conditioned to hate ourselves. Women have been conditioned to hate ourselves. Black women, my God. I didn't know how much I hated myself until I learned how to love myself. And I said, what in the world? Where did this deep-seated self-hate come from? Hey, Chrissy Rutherford here, inviting you to join my private community, Money Loves Happy People. Yes, the information is so good. We do live interviews Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I have hundreds of on-demand videos in this community, including my signature course, How to Use the Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume, my other course, Seven Keys to Getting the Raise that You Desire and Deserve. I made hundreds of videos from amazing thought leaders from around the world. You have access to on-demand for less than $500. Go ahead, register, join us in this community, get this insight, and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. I had no idea how much I dislike myself until I learned how to love myself. And I've talked about it several times, but, you know, my niece got all black baby dolls. Oh, I think she got one, one white baby doll. We, we didn't have any black baby dolls growing up. I didn't have anything to identify with me. I only had the white barber with the blonde hair, right? You know, television. We we didn't have anybody really that looked like us but the Hustables. School. We studied everybody's history, but we didn't study our history. We weren't taught our histories because our parents were working. So, you know, go to college, you're not black enough. What? <laughs> I thought I was black because I went to a black college. I love y'all. Um, and then I go to an organization that's 90, over 90% white men. 20 or 30 at the time, black female officers, I'm in trouble. Who, who am I identifying with? And the problem with that is I wasn't taught to identify and own my gifts. I wasn't taught to love, love myself and, and how weird and crazy I am. I wasn't taught to embrace everything that made me weird is my greatest gift to change the world. Your weirdness is your greatness unrealized. What makes you weird today is the gift that you came here with to change the world. Your weirdness is your greatness unrealized. And we're not embraced. We're not taught to embrace what makes us unique. We're not taught to embrace what makes us who we are. We're not taught to embrace, to love ourselves. You know, light skin, dark skin, 3C hair, 4C hair. You know, white, Indian, Jamaican. It doesn't matter. Like, we're not taught these things. So over time, life has rolled us over the coals. And then it's like we learn 
ladies, that our house was built on sand. And the waves come and, and, and wash it away. And now you have an opportunity to build your house on rock with what you know if you choose to do the work, if you take responsibility for where you are right now. It's okay to be crazy. I used to be crazy. I'm still a little crazy now. That's my greatness. But it's like, it's okay to be where you are right now. It's okay to be in a pit. Life be life, baby, and we older now. But what are you going to do about it? Take responsibility for where you are and choose to get up. Number two. Did y'all get number one? Take responsibility. Number two, take time to visualize. In the science of getting rich, Wallace D. Wattle said, the hardest work that man is called to do is to hold sustained and consecutive thought on the truth, regardless of appearances. He who can do this can conquer fate. He can have what he wants. He becomes a mastermind. The hardest work that man is called to do is the whole sustained and consecutive thought on the truth, regardless of appearances. He who can do this becomes a mastermind. He can conquer fate. He can have what he wants. So, what is the truth? And what are appearances, right? The truth is you are who God called you to be. The appearance is you're in a hole right now. The truth is you're 100% healthy mentally and physically. That's the appearance or the truth. The appearance is you broke down. Thicker than a snicker. <laughs> if you don't want to be that, right? You got you, you missing a couple of marbles. You got some screws loose. Okay. The truth is you're wealthy and you're prosperous here to create generational wealth for your family. The appearance is you are struggling to pay your bills right now. You write the script for your life. What are you writing and what are you visualizing? And so, you know, I talked about depression and oh, I love when the mental health counselors come for me. Y'all, whatever. Get, get, get off of my page. Ah, great. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to. Let me, let me just give y'all that. I can't stop y'all from saying what y'all want to say. I just don't have to address it. But they were like, mental health is real. Yeah, I know. I used to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the military mental health is real. Yes, I was in my brother's house drunk on his couch for three years. Yes, I'm aware. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Ladies, get off, get off my page. Y'all have no idea who you're talking to. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> Some mental health conditions are debilitating. Yes, I'm aware. I could not get out of the bed for a year. I could not coherently create a sentence for a year. Yes, I'm aware. Yes, yes. I was drunk, eating Little Caesars pizza, cheese and snack mix, and nutty bars, and bluebell ice cream that was blessed by the hands of Jesus Dutch chocolate for a year. Yes, I am aware that depression can be debilitating. But what I do know for sure is once I chose to get up, once I chose to take responsibility for my life, once I chose to not adopt the narrative that I was told that I was crazy and sick and said, that's the lie. That is not my truth. I had over 23 documented medical conditions. Yes, I am aware. I am fully aware. But what I did say, because y'all know in the military, they buy you as is, they pay you for what they break. I did not take the money. That's not popular amongst my military friends, but it is what it is. I did not take the money because I said, what? This paper says about me. I got the paperwork filled out. I did not turn it in. I did not own the brokenness. I did not want to be paid. I wanted to be healed. I did not want to spend the rest of my life waiting on a check to be able to pay for my brokenness, I wanted to be whole. So I said, brother, 
if you take care of me. Now, God be tripping because I thought it was going to take two months. Brother, if you take care of me because I'm real crazy in your house, feed me. <laughs> Ensure that I am adequately taken care of one day. When I rise out of these ashes, not even smelling like smoke. And when I get super rich, I got to be rich, y'all. To be able to create generational wealth in my family and change the world and impact the world in greater ways. I will ensure that you never have to work another day in your life. Yeah, whatever you want. He said, okay. And I said, okay. I finally got my paperwork filled out this year. We're working on it. I, I forfeited. $360,000 at least on the low end from the federal government that would have paid me for my brokenness. But I'm going to tell you something. To be 100% healed, mentally and physically, I will forfeit that money all day. $360,000, I left it on the table. Now y'all keep that money because what I want, I want my mental and my physical health back. I want my marbles back. I want my joy back. I want my organs to function properly. So take time to visualize what is the new narrative that you need to create and run towards and not fall into the hole of where you are right now. What is your life? What do you want it to be? What do you want it to be? This is the life that I visualized when I was in my brother's house. 100% mentally and physically whole, sharing my story from a place of strength and power and knowing this, that if it can happen for me, it can happen for you too. This is who I was in my mind until I became it in my physical circumstance. This is who I am, not the brokenness, not the raggediness, not the brokenness. I had no money. <laughs> I was a six-figure earner with an MBA, 13th black woman to make command in the Coast Guard 230-year history, went to culinary school, went to Georgetown, had all these things, highly decorated, crazy, a lump of dust in my brother's house. But here I am today, who I was envisioned in my mind. So I ask you, who are you? Not what life made you. Not where you are. Because where you are is not who you are. Let me say that again. Where you are is not who you are. Where I was in my brother's house, that wasn't me. That was where I was. That's not who I was. I was in my brother's house losing with no money. That's that's where I was. That's not who I was. Who I was was destined to be rich. I was destined. The story's already been written. Written. I'm a winner. I can't lose. Now, I was losing. That's where I was. That's not who I was. Who I was was a winner. So, who are you? You got to declare that to yourself. You got to declare that to yourself and don't look for other people outside of you to tell you who you are because they're going to agree with you with the limited vision that you have of yourself. And anybody who lets you tell a raggedy story for longer than a week, anybody who agrees with the limited perspective that you have of yourself is your greatest enemy in this, in this season. That is not your friend. That is your greatest enemy. And your greatest enemy may be you. But number two, three, four, and five are your raggedy friends and some of your raggedy family members who have allowed you to lay that on the bottom and sing a, sigh, a sad, tired song of who all doing you wrong when you are doing yourself wrong by not getting up. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. If you want to learn how to get a 30% raise this year without getting another degree, Go ahead and get my free case study and get this information. Use it. You can go to changenowwithchristy.com, changenowwithchristy.com. It's about 30 minutes. Use the insight. Own your value and get paid what you desire and deserve. Take care. See you soon.
So the Bible says, I love to quote scripture, creating me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. Creating me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. He must have known we were going to get dirty. He must have known that stuff was going to happen. He must have known that we had to be able to ask at some point. Teach me how to forgive people and let the story go. That's the debilitating depression where you can't move forward because you're so busy rehearsing your past. You're giving no thought to your future and you cannot see your past and your future at the same time. And if all you're doing is looking at your past, talking about what should have, would have, could have, if I would have said this, or they would have did this, or they would have treated me right, or my mama would have did this, my dad would have did this, my boss would have did this, you're giving no time, no attention, no vision, no nothing to your future. You're not even in the moment. You're steady rehearsing what happened. You're not looking at where you're going. Yes, you're debilitated. Yes, you're paralyzed. Yes, your body is emitting chemicals to be able to make you sick. That is your mind doing that. You're doing that because you're giving no thought to your future. You're stuck rehearsing just like in a dream. You wake up, your heart beating fast, you're sweating. You be like, I was running from some lions. So while you're thinking about your past, your body is emitting the same chemicals that were happening in that moment. Yes, you are having a physical response to the trauma of the past. Yes, you're sick. Yes, yes, yes. You can't get up. Yes. Oh, but you got to. I get it. I've been there. So what I did, I took a piece of paper. I probably should have had that for y'all. It's just a piece of paper. And I wrote today on the top. Today. That was a blank piece of paper. I wrote it in a Sharpie. I give it to my clients now. It's all fancy. I just wrote today on the paper. And I put it on the wall. The first wall that I wake up when I, first wall that I look at when I wake, in, wake up in the morning. So when I wake up and I open my eyes, I immediately look at the paper that says today. Well, what does that remind me of? Today is a brand new day. Baz Grant, who I um, was with this network marketing company a long time ago. Baz Grant is one of, one of the leaders in this company. And I remember Baz saying in 2012, 2013 that we create our life. And every time I see Baz Grant, I be like, Baz, I'm telling you, I teach that like it's mine. <laughs> I write about it. I just teach it. <laughs> so I want to give Bass a shout out. I said, I'm going to Musk and be like, Bass, I still teach this. But I remember that he said, we have the paintbrush and the markers of our life. And, and our life is a blank canvas. What are you going to create today? What are you going to create? And so when I had the paper today, y'all, I'm depressed. It took me an hour to get out of bed in the morning. I was like, I'm not going to get up till I'm happy. I just listened to Katy Perry. Oh God, I am a tiger. Dancing through the fire. Right. A whole hot mess. A whole hot mess. <laughs> I'm standing in the mirror singing, I'm happy while I'm crying. I get it. Right? So the piece of paper said today. And and I and I woke up and I realized, okay, I got I have today to make tomorrow great. I can't bring any of the brokenness from my past into today. I can't change what I had for breakfast this morning. I can't change me riding to the grocery store, riding my bicycle, which I love, right? To the grocery store and it was hot. I can't change that because it's already done. But what I can do is in this moment, create the next moment from this moment. You can't keep bringing broken Bricks from the past to be able to sustain and create a new future, a solid future. It's impossible. So looking at it, I said, okay, I got today. What am I going to do today? I'm not going to bring up all the stuff that happened in the past. All the people who did me wrong. And it was a lot of, oh, my boss harassed me. All these things. I did not look at any of that. I didn't take any of that into consideration. I said, Christy, what do you need to do today? To get out your brother's house. 
I gotta make some money. I gotta get out of here. And then when I went to bed at night, it's right there on the wall. And if I didn't get it right, I'm not going to beat myself up about what I didn't do. I still don't have no money. I'm still crazy. I'm, just, I'm still single. I can't I can't be in a relationship, a whole hot mess in my brother's house. I got to run my own leg at night like tweet and say, ooh, there goes my shirt up over my head. Y'all know that song? Oh, my. Like, I can't, I can't get it together. So I'm looking at today and I said, you know what? I didn't get it all done today and I didn't get it right. And I'm still here, but I'm going to go to bed in peace because I know if I, if I wake up tomorrow, God willing, I got another day to get it right. And when I woke up the next day, I said, you know what? I guess I got another day. We're going to see what happens. It works y'all. It's powerful. So number three. How long have I been? I've been ranting. 28 minutes is great. My last point. First point, take responsibility. Second point, take time to visualize. Number three, take action. So again, if y'all have just joined us, the title of this is you got to get up, sis. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to save you. Take action. Take action. Take action. Take action. Take action. Take action. You got to do something. I was talking to this lady the other day. I'm telling you, I, sometimes I do these just to talk talk to women who chose to do nothing. That that pisses me off because you just you just gonna lay there and be a loser and and blame everybody else. I just that right there makes me it makes me angry. My coaches be talking to me about it, but <laughs> she said she don't trust herself. Now she's about to die. She got medical conditions galore. I mean, she's about to die. She's literally about to work herself to death. She's about to work herself to death because she can't stop working. So I said, okay, let's get to work on you. She said, I don't trust myself to do the work. Come again? What? You're addicted to working to prove people wrong. You're addicted to working because in your mind, you have no money. You got money. You're addicted to, to, to taking action to your detriment. You are about to die. But when I say, I'm not going to teach you how to get other people to see you differently. Let's do the work on you. I don't trust myself. What? <laughs> to do the work on yourself? But you won't go get another degree? Are you crazy? I said it. I sure did. I sure S-H-O-W-L did. What? And another one. I'm going to give two examples. Because I, I want y'all to look in the mirror the story that y'all been telling y'all self. So I talked to another lady, right? She depressed. She had this good job. She had a good job. It was a good job. She made a lot of money. It was... And, and and her and her company hired somebody outside the company to to take the job that she had been doing. Oh, she was hot, so she quit her good job. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have quit, but I'm saying she shouldn't have quit because when I asked her, because she depressed, but she was you know not passionate. And people, let me tell y'all something about companies. Companies will hire people with passion than somebody over a post any day. I prefer to have somebody with passion. I said they would rather hire a toxic person than to deal with your sullen, comfortable, like sit over there with a post. At least somebody who's angry they can fight with. They got something. <laughs> At least if they hire a nasty person, they at least got some little electricity to them. Now it's negative. And you got nothing. You're just sitting over there with a post. And so I asked her. Well, why did why do you think that they hired this lady over you? She said, because it was a white woman. I said, oh, so you're going to drink from that cup. Mm. Right. That was her answer. That's the that's the story that she didn't told. I probably 100 people and they all agree with. But I was like, have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately, though? <laughs> Number one, take responsibility. Have you have, are you aware of how you're showing up? I wouldn't want to work around you either. Like, 
They brought in somebody from the outside. Didn't matter who it was. It, it couldn't have been you because you over there quiet quitting. You over there, you have no passion, you're bored, and you're depressed. Nobody want to be around that. So while I'm talking about y'all got to get up, they are quickly escorting y'all to the door. Quickly, with the quickness. And then everything falls apart. Because you're too depressed to get another job. She can't get another job showing up as a victim. I mean, powerful, powerful woman. Who to turn into a victim? She depressed. She's sad. She's sullen. And, and she's powerless. And she's been done wrong. And she angry. Who, gonna, who won't hell to come into their organization? Nobody. Nobody. Ain't no way. They, it's written all over her face. It's all over her beingness. It's who she is. Powerful woman. I feel bad for her. She was like, I ain't going to do the work. I said, well, okay. She gonna, she, that's her story. She's going to stick to it. They hired a white woman over her. Okay, sis. That's cool. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. I hope that you are enjoying this podcast as much as we loved putting it together for you to share insight to make your life better. Now, did you get your copy of my resume course, How to Use a Superpower Method to Write an Irresistible Resume to Land You a High-Paying Job? Look, even if you have somebody write your resume for you, how do you know whether or not it sucks? <laughs> and did you give them the information to be able to write a great resume or did you hope that they were going to spend gold out of something that you gave them that wasn't that good? So get this course, not just to write your own resume, but to be able to provide resume writers with what they need to adequately tell your story so you can get paid the money that you desire and deserve. So go ahead and click on the link on around this video, get this course, use it and get paid what you deserve is less than $50. I mean, come on, just get the course and use it. See you soon. So when I say take action, even if you're afraid, you got to take action. Wallace D. Waddles in The Science of Getting Rich, one of my favorite books, he said, never impose your will on another, even if for their own good, for you don't know what is for their good. The proper use of the will. And, and when I'm quoting these, these um, quotes, y'all, I wrote them down because I had to teach myself this. The proper use of the will is to act and say and do what you need to do to get you to your vision. But you got to have the vision. What do you want your future to be? What do you want 2024 to be? What do you want 2025, 26, 27, 28, 29 to be? What do you want your life to be? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Not what happened to you. Not I got the imposter syndrome. See, I mean, y'all, the imposter syndrome is not real. Some people think it's a medical condition. <laughs> Corporate has a language of limitations. It's a language that you can adopt and be a loser forever and then blame everybody for why you're not getting ahead. I mean, the stuff that y'all say is crazy. Imposter syndrome is real. No, it is not. Imposter syndrome is you owning the wrong narrative of who you are. It can't be a hundred winners in the room and one loser. It can't be five global leaders sitting on the stage and one loser. It can't be six people sitting the executives at the executive table, five winners and one loser. And the one loser is you. You are, you are adopting the wrong narrative and believing the wrong lie. You're actually the greatest person in the room. So what work do you need to do to be able to see how great you are? What work do you need to do to be able to see the queen that's looking at herself in the mirror? Even if the queen loses her throne, her robe gone, crown fall off, jewels and fell out, she did not lose her station and her beingness of being a queen. Like the prodigal son who was came to himself in the pig pen. Like, you're still a queen. It don't matter if life chewed you up, put you in a headlock, punch you in the stomach, messed your hair up. You're still a queen. So 
when I was in my brother's house, I never was a loser. That's where I was. That's not who I was. My work was to reveal the person that's sitting here today. I always was that person, but I was covered up in dust and blankets. And I changed who I was to be a chameleon, to make other people like me, to fit in to, 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 to groups that I didn't belong in, to try to be normal and try to have normal conversations with people and acquiesce the beingness of my soul to be able to fit into an organization in a box that was never designed to hold me and my greatness. That was the problem. Oh, you don't like diamonds? My shine, my, my, my shine is too bright for you? Well, let me pretend to be a cute zirconia so you can like me. Problem. Oh, you don't like you don't like crystal clear jewels? Well, let me you like rubies better? Well, let me go be red and paint myself red so you can like me so I can get along. Oh, you don't like gems? You like gold? Well, let me go get some gold paint and paint myself gold so I can fit into here. Oh, you don't like it when I talk about how great I am? Well, let me try to dim my shine just a little bit so I can fit into a box made for mediocre people that was never supposed to hold my queen. shaking everything getting excited all right so <laughs> what to, do you need to do to be able to own the person that is looking at yourself in the mirror right now what do you need to do to be able to own how great you are what do you need to do to be able to see yourself properly for who you are not what life made you. What do you need to do to be able to forgive the people that have wronged you? What do you need to do? Oh, let me give you one. Stop talking to raggedy people. This is my last point. I'm going to hang up. My friends never knew what I was going through. Never. Never. Ever. Ever. I never talked about it. My family didn't even know I lived with my brother. <laughs> Which is for the first year, I'm glad they didn't. I know they had been talking about me. They didn't know. They just they just knew they saw me more often. They was like, what in the world? We see Christy all the time. <laughs> My friends didn't know until, until I chose to talk about it after I was out of my brother's house in an effort to teach. God was like, teach the people. I was like, I ain't saying, I ain't telling my story. Ain't no way a, a, a winner gonna tell somebody that they was losing. And he said, well, I ain't gonna give you no money. I said, okay, well, what you want me to say again, Lord? I'll tell my story. <laughs> God said, go show your story. When thou art converted, strengthen thy sister and thy brother. And I was like, I ain't saying nothing. He said, well, I'm not going to let you make a dollar. I said, well, what do you want me to say again, Lord? I'll be obedient to the call. <laughs> what do you want me to say again, Lord? I would jump on a mountaintop and tell him how crazy I was and how broken I was. That's why I do it, y'all. Oh, that's so funny. Um. But I, I didn't like I didn't get anybody to agree with me and my brokenness. And the few friends that didn't know, they didn't know the whole of it. They didn't know the magnitude of it. They didn't know I ran out of money. They, they didn't, they never knew. A couple of them got mad, was like, Christy, why you like sis? We're friends. You could have called me. I would have given you money. I said, money is not what I needed. I needed my mental health back. Money couldn't buy what I was looking for. I needed my mind back. And I needed my peace back. And I needed my joy back. And I needed my health back. I needed my physical health back. Your money could not have bought that. I needed to be able to see myself properly. And so I only talked to people who reminded me of who I was. Not the mistakes that I made. Some of my friends didn't understand it and, I, and, and they gone. They, they didn't gone on to their destiny. I forgive them for that because I was the superwoman. I was the rational friend. I was the one who was there for everybody. And when I had nothing left to give, then they showed me who they were. They, they couldn't stand me in my brokenness. And so they departed. And that's okay. 
They were good for that season, but they're not good for where we're going right now. Some people can't stand to see a superwoman broke down. Those are not your friends. Those are the people who broke your ass down. <laughs> I said it. <sighs> to your detriment. Riding your back. Riding your coattails. Riding the wagon. They're not there anymore. Some people can't stand it when superwoman falls down. But we're not superwomen. We're human. So there are people who are who are who are there for you, and there are people who are there for what you can do for them. You don't know who they are until you get in trouble. You don't you don't know which friends are using you to your detriment until you you till you say no. Then you're gonna know exactly who they are. So the three points that I want to make today, I got a couple couple of minutes for questions. I gotta grab my glasses, but. You got to get up, sis. You got to get up. It, like, nobody's coming to save you. No, Take responsibility for where you are. Nobody is responsible for coming to get you. Everybody's going through something. Whether you know it or not. The nastiest people in the world are going through something. That's why they're nasty. They just, they're, they're, they're using their pain to take their pain out on other people. And, and I almost act like I want to grab this book. Y'all read this book like a thousand times. I listened to it over a thousand times. And as a man thinketh, James Allen said, uh, suffering is used to burn off everything that is useless and impure. And a truly enlightened being ceases to suffer. Suffering. He says, circumstances don't make the man. It reveals him to himself. Earl Nightingale says, everybody's self-made, but only the successful will admit it. If you're failing, you're self-made. You did that. But back to that suffering. He said, until man has extirpated every sickly and impure thought from his soul and his beingness, like you can't be happy. We got to get rid of this stuff. We have to eject this stuff. Suffering burns off everything that is useless and impure. The soul is supreme use of suffering. Like, Sometimes we need to suffer to be able to let go of what we're holding on to that is no longer necessary. Who we're holding on to that is no longer needed. The stories that we're holding on to that are no longer serving us. But you got to let it go. Suffering reveals to you the only thing that fell apart when I fell apart were the lies that I was normal. I am not normal. The only thing that fell apart when I fell apart was me that what shattered was me trying to fit in with other people. I was not made to fit in and you weren't either. The only thing that fell apart were the lies that I was telling myself that I could be happy with the pension when I came here to be great. Hey, Chris Rutherford here. Do you want to learn how to ask for and get a 30% raise without getting another degree? Look, Black women are the most educated and the least paid. I should tell you that that math is not mathing. The degree is not the path to the next level. It's actually learning how to articulate the value and take credit for the work that you've already done. So I want to invite you to get my free case study at changenowwithchristy.com. Just get the information, use it, and take the money out of the hands of your employers and put it into your household because you already deserve it. You just have to know how to ask for it. Again, changenowwithchristy.com. I can't wait for you to get this insight, use it, and get the money that you deserve. Take care. Life will give you a reason to opt out. All of these health professionals and these mental health counselors and these doctors, they will prescribe you with all the medication that you need to stay on the bottom. And I'm here to tell you to get up. Been there, done that. I've been where you are. I've been there. Now, I don't look like what I've been through, baby. Some of y'all do. (laughs) Right? But I wanted to share this information with y'all because if I can do it, you can do it. What made me different? I took responsibility. I started to visualize and live in the life that I wanted. And I took action. Period. Even afraid, I took action. I was taking action every day. I worked 16 hours a day. Wasn't making no money for three and a half years. I've been making videos for a long time. My hair was long, long Pocahontas, sharing insight of what I read. Because Joyce Meyer says something like, 
if you got a problem, help people with their problems and your problems will disappear. So I was like, well, let me talk about what I know. I was the leader of my previous organization. So I was sharing that until now I share what I am. I was sharing what I read until I shared what I am. Ooh, that was good. So I guess y'all don't have any questions for me. Okay. So are we good? Is everybody good? Did it, did everybody fall off when I started yelling? Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Y'all can subscribe to my podcast. Y'all can join me in my event tomorrow. You can sign up for my free case study. I really don't have a call to action other than it's time for you to get up. <laughs> my God. I, I want it for you. I wish it for you. I, I, I pray that you have the courage to look in the mirror and see yourself as you truly are. I pray that you have the courage to get up. And, and I pray that you really don't allow people to diagnose you and doom you with a medical condition for a temporary problem. And the temporary problem is just that you're not doing anything about where you are right now. Your mind is fragile because you're not working it out. You're, you're, you, you work out your body, you're doing nothing for your mind. Or you don't work out your body, you don't work out your mind. So you're mentally and physically fragile. I want to I wanna give you permission to get up. I want to give you permission to stop blaming your job for where you are right now. I want to give you permission to stop blaming your haterade coworkers for where you are right now. I want to give you permission to be happy, healthy, whole and free and frolic down the beach butt naked. I mean, that butt naked joy of running down the beach, not worried about what people think or say about you. Right. Like, you know, the, 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 the joy, the childlike joy, the, the relentless joy, the ease of joy and the peace of joy is waiting for you. It's available to you. You just got to stick out your hand and like grab it with action and believe that. If I can do what you can do it. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, I love you and there's nothing that you can do about it. Take care.